It's Monday, November 18th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. President Trump has pardoned two U.S. service members for war crimes committed or allegedly committed overseas, including murder. We'll explain why the president is doing this and why some in the military are saying, bad idea. Then, protesters in Hong Kong are heading back to school and staying there. We'll tell you why. And finally, we say bye-bye to Bebe, the panda. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about the military justice system. On Friday evening, President Trump pardoned two army officers accused of war crimes in Afghanistan. And there are a lot of concerns both within the military and outside of it about the message the president may be sending here. So today we're going to get into why the president issued these pardons and why some people, including those in the military, are concerned about this decision. Okay, so late on Friday, after a long day of impeachment hearings, the White House press secretary made an announcement. President Trump had pardoned two soldiers who had served in Afghanistan, but were now accused or convicted of war crimes. The White House also announced that the president was restoring the rank of a Navy SEAL for a separate incident in Iraq. So here are some things you should know. The first guy is Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence. In 2012, he was serving in Afghanistan, when he ordered troops under his control to fire at a group of unarmed Afghan men. Two of those men died. Lawrence was convicted in a military court on two counts of second-degree murder and of obstruction of justice for lying about what happened. He was sentenced to 19 years in prison, but now, after serving just six, he's a free man. The other guy Trump pardoned was Army Major Matthew Goldstein. He had been scheduled to face trial next year on murder charges for killing an alleged bomb maker in Afghanistan. The suspected bomb maker was in U.S. custody and later released. Goldstein allegedly killed him and admitted to burning the body with other team members. Because of Trump's pardon, Goldstein now won't have to face trial. Trump didn't stop there. He also restored the rank of Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher, from Petty Officer First Class back up to Chief Petty Officer. Earlier this year, Gallagher had been tried for the murder of an Islamic State prisoner in Iraq, but was found not guilty. He was, however, convicted of posing for a photo with a dead prisoner. Gallagher had been stripped of several military honors, but after Trump's intervention on Friday, he got his rank and pay grade back. So why is the president doing this? The White House statement announcing the pardons and the re-promotion of the Navy SEAL made a few different arguments. The White House claimed Lawrence, the guy convicted in serving time for murder, had been operating, quote, under difficult circumstances and was prioritizing the lives of American troops when he committed the crime. For Goldstein, the man who was about to face trial, the White House pointed to his assertion that the alleged bombmaker could have threatened American or Afghan lives if released. Trump has pushed to be more lenient on service members charged with these kinds of crimes. Back in May, he told reporters on the White House lawn that it was wrong to punish soldiers who have been trained to fight. We're looking at a lot of different pardons for a lot of different people. Uh, Some of these uh, soldiers are people that have fought hard, long. You know, we teach them how to be great fighters. And then when they fight, sometimes they get really treated very unfairly. The White House has also defended its latest moves by saying other people thought this was a good idea, too. The White House cited a public petition in support of clemency for Lawrence and touted support from some members of Congress, as well as Fox News host and Army veteran Pete Hegseth. 
In fact, ahead of this pardon, the three service members whose names Trump has cleared had been featured on Fox and portrayed in a pretty sympathetic light. And if the coverage of these pardons on Fox is any indication, that pattern may continue. This morning, freshly pardoned Lawrence appeared on Fox and sat right next to the host who'd lobbied for his pardon. If the president is watching, what do you want to say to him? I love you, sir. <laughs> You're awesome. Fox News may be touting Trump's latest move, but the military, not so much. Here's why. According to the New York Times, ahead of the White House's announcement, Defense Secretary Mark Esper and Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy both lobbied against clearing these soldiers. They reportedly thought doing so would send the wrong message to U.S. troops. One person also making that argument is former Navy Secretary Ray Mabus. He said Trump's move dishonors the tens of thousands of soldiers who served in war zones but played by the rules. He also told MSNBC he worried Trump was undermining the military's own court system. It undermines our whole military justice system because that's what we depend on to, to keep good order and discipline in the ranks, that people know that if you do something like this, you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held accountable by our military justice system. The former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Martin Dempsey, also warned that Trump pardoning U.S. troops accused of war crimes sends a bad message around the world that the U.S. doesn't play by the rules on the battlefield. And that could put the U.S. at risk. Because if the U.S. is seen as a country that indiscriminately kills and doesn't prosecute its own soldiers for war crimes, then other countries could start doing the same, which could put the lives of U.S. troops and our allies at risk. So what's the skin? President Trump's decision to clear the names of three U.S. soldiers accused of war crimes has sparked a heated debate over whether this is how the military justice system should work which is different from civilian courts, and is how the military deals with crimes committed on the battlefield. That's why top U.S. military leaders reportedly tried to convince Trump not to get involved here, because it would undermine the military's attempts to regulate itself. Trump's pardons could also discourage witnesses from coming forward, if they don't think their words would have any effect if and when war crimes are committed. And other experts worry that if the U.S.'s reputation for holding service members accountable is undermined, it could make it harder to convince other countries to fight with us, or to convince other countries to host U.S. military bases. Meaning, this is not just something that could put U.S. soldiers at risk, but it could also negatively impact our military operations overseas. Which means these pardons could end up being about a lot more than just those three men. Coming up, the protesters in Hong Kong are staying in school, but they're not heading to class. That's next. Hello, your friends from Skim HQ here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and also the busiest. We asked, and skimmers told us they spend an average of 20 hours every winter prepping for the holidays. So we found a way to save you all some time. Introducing Celebrate Smarter Shop. We've skimmed the holidays and curated all the best products for you to give, host, up your travel game, and just de-stress smarter. Shop online today at shop.theskim.com. That's shop.theskim.com. Start shopping. It's Monday, and in Hong Kong, protesters are starting off the week with a bang. After almost half a year, protests in Hong Kong are still going strong. And many have now shifted to an academic setting. 
Earlier today, riot police surrounded hundreds of pro-democracy protesters who had literally barricaded themselves inside the campus of the city's Polytechnic University. And like most of these protests, the day ended with explosions of tear gas and dozens of arrests. So what happened? Like we've said before, these protests started back in June over a proposed bill that would allow certain suspected criminals to be extradited to mainland China. That bill has since been withdrawn. But now, people are protesting against China's growing power in semi-autonomous Hong Kong. They want democracy and police accountability. A lot of these protesters are young people. By one account, more than a third of protesters who have been arrested since the protests started are younger than 20. Which helps explain why we're hearing more about policies in local schools to limit protesting. Recently, schools have been encouraged to expel students and punish teachers involved in these protests. Officials in China's capital, Beijing, have even released new education guidelines that they say could help students in Hong Kong build a stronger national identity. As in, less Hong Kong, more communist China. Because identifying more with mainland China might mean fewer anti-China protests in the future. For now, schools are closed due to safety concerns. But at Polytechnic University, students are closed in. Like we said, they've barricaded themselves inside campus. Some protesters are building weapons there. And police have surrounded the area, trying to get them to come out and surrender. The university's president has been talking to the police and encouraged students earlier today to leave campus peacefully. I will personally accompany you to the police station to ensure that your case will be fairly processed. There are conflicting reports about just how many students were arrested today, anywhere from a handful to dozens. Though some students are still barricaded inside the university. And there are lots of other students protesting at other schools in Hong Kong, too. And today, some of them maybe got a bit of a boost. The high court in Hong Kong ruled that a ban on face masks is unconstitutional. That ban was put into effect last month in an effort to help police identify and arrest protesters. So you can add this ruling to the growing list of things Beijing doesn't want to talk about today. You know that awkward moment when the boss changes their mind and no one knows what to do next? That's very possibly how the White House is feeling now. Because there are reports that President Trump might be reversing his policy pitch on e-cigarettes. Let's back up. At this point, more than 2,000 people, including kids, have mysteriously gotten sick from vaping. And at least 42 people have died. Back in September, Trump said his administration was going to propose a ban on thousands of flavors used in e-cigarettes that critics say can attract kids to start vaping. We are looking at vaping very strongly. It's very dangerous. Uh, children have died. People have died. But The Washington Post and The New York Times now report that two weeks ago, Trump was supposed to sign a formal memo banning the flavors. But then he backed out. An aide reportedly said that Trump was worried that instating a ban on flavored e-cigarettes would mean people in the vaping industry could lose their jobs and he could lose support from voters. So even though President Trump gave that whole announcement in September, when or whether we actually get any changes to vaping regulations is TBD. Want to learn more about the government's response to vaping? 
check out our newest episode of Skim Notes, which are audio deep dives available only in the Skim app. You can download it in the App Store and start your free trial today. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the skies. Where a beloved giant panda, Bei Bei, is leaving the Smithsonian National Zoo and headed to China. He's got to go thanks to a deal between the U.S. and China. Traveling long distance is never easy. And for Bei Bei, the logistics are definitely complicated. But FedEx, which is sponsoring his 16-hour flight, is giving Bei Bei some first-class treatment. Bei Bei gets his own private Boeing 777 freight cargo plane with a custom panda decal. And he'll be traveling with 66 pounds of bamboo and airplane snacks, apples, pears, and sweet potatoes. So just a little bit over your average checked luggage allowance. The giant panda takes off tomorrow. So bye-bye, Bei Bei. You'll be missed. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks so much for listening, and make sure you hit subscribe and rate and review us online. If you want to add the skim to your morning routine, sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.